0: very warm welcome to all my listeners who have tuned in to listen to another episode of Insider's Talk with New Entrepreneurial Journey. So let's dive in. I have with me Mr. Puneet Siddhwani, CEO of Paxcom, a SaaS-based software firm which provides complete e-commerce automation solutions from creating and managing e-stores or marketplaces to advanced data analysis, exponential revenue growth, technical suite, more managing warehouses and supply chains and more. I'm really happy to talk to you, uh, Mr. Puneet, today and welcome to Insider's Talk. So um, for for our first segment, uh, let's uh, talk more about you first before we dive into Paxcom. So if you could share with our listeners um, some... Um, you know, insights about you, like your uh, educational background and, you know, what was your professional background before uh, you came across PASCOM?
1: Yeah, thank you, Varunika. Thank you for having me. I Sure. Um, I'll start to, uh, with my background. So I am a software engineer. I did my electronics engineering graduation from Mumbai University. And then uh, it was in electronics, uh, but then I uh, got interested in software, uh, started doing some programming on my own, uh, and then eventually moved to the software engineering job. Uh, I moved to U.S. in 96 um, uh, with and started working with some um, enterprise firms over here. In 2000, uh, I got into an opportunity to uh, co-found a company in US, uh, which was into the cloud space. Cloud was very early then. In fact, people had not even heard about it at that time. And we started uh, our own first venture becoming a cloud provider in 2000. And 2001, 2002, uh, part of that company, we installed our first software in New York Stock Exchange that was a big milestone because New York Stock Exchange is a very very uh, you know stringent environment to uh, have a startup uh, install their own you know software but it was a revolutionary product and you know people got interested and uh, so 2002 2003 that company got acquired uh, and part of the acquisition then uh, I moved to India and started my own firm under the name of Paxel Technologies and the company that I had co-founded you know with the, which was acquired they became our first client. And then we started working into providing software engineering solutions to a prouder wider of audience. So 2003, we started our journey. You know, a few of us got together. And then you know, from 2003 to 2010, it was a steady progress, a steady growth progress, where we acquired more clients. We developed a lot more products into security space, into enterprise space, and you know, became the, the team became very confident and we became quite good in the, our understanding of the different different uh, aspects about uh, enterprise software and 2011 uh, you know part of it was we uh, understood that you know we now that we know uh, what a good software looks like and how the good software shapes uh, we sought venturing into something of our own where we can develop software for our own versus you know developing software uh, for other product companies even though that was very successful and we were enjoying a lot But there was still something inside that, you know, we are at a place where we should be looking at uh, developing technologies and software for our own, building something out of India versus uh, developing software for other product companies. So in 2011, uh, we got into a venture, a joint venture under the name of midchimart.com, which uh, at that time, you know, the uh, vision was to uh, become an omni-channel platform and where customers could have. Uh, their uh, research or their purchase journey across uh, any channel of their choice. So we started with uh, our own physical outlets in NCR region. So we started with about nine physical outlets across major NCR malls and also our own brand e-store under the name of mrchimad.com. So we uh, started working on the technologies to integrate all uh, the different challenges a customer may face you know, as they cross across the journey from a physical to an online or online to a physical world. In between what happened was 2012, Amazon came to India and then started looking at uh, a marketplace model. Uh, and Flipkart also started venturing into a new, uh, marketplace model after Amazon came into India. So Amazon, uh, we became partner of Amazon very early in the cycle. In fact, we were one of the first few sellers Amazon boarded uh, as a seller on the platform. And from our perspective, it was an extension of one more channel. So now the customer could have the research journey on Amazon, purchase on physical... Um, research on physical, by looking and touching and purchase on Amazon or our own brand portal. And it, it started looking together as the omni-channel journey or omni-channel vision that uh, we wanted uh, the customers to have, you know, that, that kind of an experience. So after we became a seller on Amazon, we also became a seller on Flipkart when Flipkart moved to a marketplace model. Uh, and uh, in fact, we were one of the largest uh, retailers in electronics category um, in uh, on Flipkart uh, in 2012-2013 uh, timeframe. However, we couldn't sustain it. You now we were using all our own cash to, uh, you know, feed this own venture. And e-commerce is a bit cash hungry, especially the way we were doing, uh, which was, you know, we were opening our own retail store as well as doing uh, our own brand promotions and and uh, our own product lines. Uh, so 2014, you know, we we started realizing that uh, you know the Capital required to become a true omni-channel player is, is, is immense. Um, but we also realized, you know, all these years from 2011 to 2014, we learned a, a, a quite a bit about e-commerce. We understood that, you know, the opportunity that it presents. You know, suddenly India was, whole India was our marketplace. Uh, even though we were a small company, you know, we, we were getting orders from Northeast, South India, North India, everywhere. And we realized the opportunity. But we also realized the challenges we were facing. You know, e-commerce is, is a bit challenging because um, a it requires you to work at a scale, and scale requires every efficiency at every single point. And b you know there are many different facets of an e-commerce. It's not just retail. It's marketing. It's 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 very proactive customer service. Uh, it's managing returns, logistics, and all all those aspects about it. And uh, we then uh, thought you know. Maybe and a good idea for us would be to pivot into a software service model, where instead of becoming our own brand store, we help others, uh, you know, with their own product lines, with their own retail into this e-commerce journey. So Paxcom was then formed in 2014. We started operations in 2015 um, under, you know, this uh, premise of you know providing uh, the technology as well as consulting solutions to companies who want to take advantage of the e-commerce, but uh, don't get understand and, and require the support in terms of technology and consulting to make it happen so that's that's a you know, bit of background of journey how paxum came into existence
0: oh, wow that's a long journey so um to start with i i would really like to understand uh, like you know how and why did you get into your uh entrepreneur mode like what was the trigger which compelled you to say that you know or uh, realize that you want to do something of your own
1: Right, so the first trigger was a bit of an accidental trigger. Um, you know, I was a bit lucky that I got in touch uh, with an entrepreneur who had this vision of a cloud. I was a technologist. Uh, he was, uh, you know, a, a, a visionary. And he realized uh, at that time, You know, I'm talking about way back in, in in 2000, you know, when virtual machines were still in the beta phase, but he still had the vision that, you know, this could revolutionize the computing. So I was lucky that way, you know, um, that I got in touch with him, uh, and I understood that, um, you know, spotting the trends and how important that is, and how uh, benefits it can have to the customers, uh, in, in in looking at something beyond you know what is today. So my first, uh, you know, entrepreneur uh, came uh, by virtue of an association uh, with a person who, you know who was a visionary uh, in in computing field. After that, you know, when I moved to India, uh, it was a bit different story. Uh, so in India, there were two. Uh, major forces that uh, uh, pushed me to start something on A, uh, I wanted to have a different view of organization behavior, uh, how people should work. You know, what should the company's culture be like? Um, you know, how, I really wanted something very different. You know, I was exposed to a few organizations by that time, but uh, I really wanted a different kind of environment. I wanted an environment where people are free to do some things, where uh, you know, organization. And people, you know, the boundary uh, is is very thin, you know, people own the company and uh, company realized, you know, that, you know, it's the people that uh, the company is about. So we started Paxel with a very different HR policies. Like we started with, uh, we didn't have any leaves at that time. We'd, we had a very flexible working environment, you know, work from home, work from, this is way 2001 I'm talking about. And and people generally owned Uh, rather than being told, you know, what they'd do. And and there was a lot of experimentation. People could create their own product lines and understand uh, how that could benefit um, us as a company or or our customers. So, uh, and also, you know, there was something that, you know, from India, we should have a company which uh, specializes in product, product engineering, you know, build really, really good software. So that was a push, you know, which started the entrepreneur journey. Um, From then onwards, you know, Mart and, and Paxcom were really extension of the opportunities that we saw. So as, as as we are building momentum and we saw some of the opportunities, it just felt like, you know, we should be uh, venturing on those. There are problems to be solved and, and let's try to solve them.
0: Mm-hmm. So like you said, in the early days, it was one of your, uh, you know, uh, person you knew who had this vision of uh, cloud computing uh, at that particular point of time. uh, which probably triggered you to do something similar on your own or be a part of it. So uh, along the way, I believe you would have many mentors or, you know, a go-to person whom you would be uh, reaching out to understand more about um, uh, the particular sector, like the e-commerce part, which you are into. So, uh, how how did you identify uh, such people? Were were these people whom with you were, you were already working with, or you came across through lot of uh, probably through internet or the books they have written or something like that?
1: Right. So uh, there are three parts to it. One part is within the team, like I said, you know, we would do a lot of experimentations and a lot of the culture was lot of sharing and, and and experimentation. So so within the team, we had we had grown to more than hundred engineers by then, uh, by, by when we started our e-commerce. So, so, within the team, there were a lot of ideas and a lot of discussions happening. Second is, uh, one of my close friends was in retail business, in electronics retail business. So, uh, I could rely on him to have an actual understanding of the retail. I had knowledge of the technology. We had a team which could brainstorm, think about solutions, but uh, actual retailing, you know, procuring, sourcing of the product, uh, understanding the distributorship model, uh, one of my close friends was in it, that's why we entered into a joint venture with with Mercy Mark because uh, you know he he uh, he got in with with all his knowledge of how to source the product, you know what 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 where how to distribute the products, and had a team and experience doing it. And third, of course, is all the books. You know, uh, when I moved to US in '96, you know, internet was internet was hard. It was the that was era of you know .dot com boom. Uh, so we got exposed to. Uh, quite a few articles quite a few books you know how people did things you know um, amazon of course is um, you know sort of like a north star when it comes to e-commerce uh, you know a whole lot of things to learn from amazon how they do i was in us i was exposed to the great customer service they would provide along with it uh, we also read stories about zappos for example uh, on how their culture their thought process uh, you know could venture into areas uh, which were not thought about, like how to choose online, but how they could do with their customer support, with their thought process, the culture they built. So they became the inspiration uh, and uh, the learning guide into this journey.
0: Okay. Um, that's that's quite insightful. So like you said, you started, like, you know, you were way back in 96. You were in US where you were working over there and then slowly you moved into India and you started with Michimat and Paxcom. I I truly believe that there is a vast uh, difference culturally as well as in mindset in the way uh, people work uh, abroad uh, than how they work in India. So how were you able to find that uh, balance once you moved back to India? Were you trying to incorporate more of the culture that you were following in US? Or uh, there is something kind of a balance you found where people would be more comfortable? Like you said, right, like way back in 2000 itself, you were quite flexible when it comes to, you know, the way of working, there were no fixed timings, you could work from home as well. So how were you able to achieve that, or like, you know, that balance in India?
1: Yes, um, so uh, it is true that, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, the US experience influenced the thought process. Uh, you know, you could influence, you could understand that uh, what matters is the productivity uh, and US people are very open uh, in, in taking risks. Um, and understanding the value uh, of when a person or a team brings uh, to the organization. Uh, In India also, actually, I was very fortunate that my first software company in India, uh, Dellsoft, where we had a similar culture. It was, in fact, that's how I first got exposed to. And that's how I got first interested in this whole organization behavior and what what motivates people uh, because we didn't have any boundaries in that company. And I used to work uh, really, really hard, not because, uh, you know people were telling me to, uh, but it was sort of an ownership that uh, you know me and others in the company uh, you know were able to have because of the culture uh, when i when I got back to India, it was actually not tough at all, honestly, so you know uh, I don't know whether we got the right people or or it's that the culture uh, itself changes people but but it was not hard you know all the all along the people so uh, when i when I first moved and when when I introduced this concept that uh, you know we would not have any vacations. And we would have vacations. We would not have any limit on any vacations. Anyone could take any number of vacations. Uh, there was no limit or or set uh, that we would set about it. And a lot of people said that, hey, this is India. People are going to abuse it. You know, people are just going to take vacation. People aren't going yeah. to do work. Yeah, um,
0: that's right. But,
1: but actually, I found it opposite. You know, I found that people really, you know, uh, once once given an opportunity to own something and be an owner, take a lot of responsibilities. And, you know, the people who joined uh, me in 2003 are still part of the company and we still have a great bond and still you know they uh, they they now take ownership of a significant significant part of the business uh, we we formed great part we've played together we will have fun together uh, I didn't find I, I really found that you know there's there's nothing about uh, that you know culturally you know we were different it's about being exposed and, mm-hmm. and people like to do that you know in my experience you know uh, people like to take ownership. Uh, if we take tell something, maybe that's how they become. But if we if we give them a bit more autonomy, a bit more ownership, uh, that's what you know people rise to. So I didn't find, in fact, in the whole 20 year years of experience, um, mm-hmm. I would, I, I really didn't find an instance where I would have to go back and change, let's change our policy. You know, this is being abused. So we we didn't have any such instance at all.
0: So I, I guess then that's it's something like a mind block in India, probably then that you know uh, if we if we give a like probably they say you know if if you if you give them a finger they're going to grab your hand so they're going to abuse the policies that probably will give the flexibility. It's it's probably the mind block in India then I would say. Listening to you.
1: Yeah, I would I would say so. I would say so. I I, I think it, it's like uh, you know a bit a bit more apprehensive um, mm-hmm. in, in in taking that uh, risk. Uh, But once we do, uh, you know, my experience has been, you know, truly wonderful that A, you form great partnership because they become partner with you. Mm work productivity increases, there's a good work-life balance, you know, it's it's a much healthy, uh, much fruitful uh, way of working.
0: Agreed. 100% agreed. So uh, once you were able to develop your team, you know, this, when you create a product like, you know, like Mirchi Mart and... uh, all, there is always a buzz you need to create to create your uh, customer base. So, like you said, your um, uh, your peers were becoming your first customers, but how were you able to create that buzz in India, you know, where uh, people would, uh, the initial buzz of Mirchi Mart, how were you able to do that?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's a bit fortunate that uh, we got some really good people who joined Mirchi Mart in our journey. They came from Paxwell, which is my the, the previous company. Um, so, a couple of people, uh, Neha joined at that time and then one more person, Gaurav Gupta joined at that time. And they started looking into digital a lot more. I was not exposed to a uh, lot more, the Google AdWords and other uh, digital marketing methods, but they started learning about it and we started experimenting. So we mm-hmm. we we had a, uh, we we started looking at, let's say, you know the good thing was with the digital, you can experiment easily. And we didn't yeah. know, but when you know, when we started looking at, and, and the data started showing, you know, you, your mind starts uh, looking into all the options that are possible. So, for example, we had a concept called uh, Tufani Tuesday. So, what we do is we will, uh, you know, st- we started some deals around Tuesday just to see how the market would respond. And, you know, to, our, uh, to a really great surprise, you know, we, we saw a huge uh, traffic jump. And we start, and there was some media coverage that started happening. People started talking on uh, some of the online uh, chat boards. Uh, we started getting a lot of attraction uh, by starting just few experiments around it. Along with the team, also picked the digital. Uh, digital helped a lot. You know <clears throat> truly, uh, Google and and um, Facebook, our means of reach uh, with small capital, uh, truly made us believe into the power. You know, what a small entrepreneur uh, can do and can have a reach with with all the digital digital medium.
0: Hmm. Quite true. And that's that's really good. What I do really understand from you is like you know that like what? an entrepreneur should not be afraid of doing any kind of an experiment to try out things, because like you said, for you, Tufani Tuesday was an experiment which turned out to be extremely successful.
1: Yes. Yes. And along with it, you know, we also experimented with what we read about Zappos and how they would do right. customer service. Uh, and we started. I think digital and entrepreneur really allows digital world and and a bit of uh, uh, this mindset of experimenting uh, is very, very much possible in this internet world, and I think that's what people mm-hmm. should do: uh, experiment a lot more, learn from the data, uh, and you don't, know, you don't know, you know what what becomes, you know, successful.
0: Right, truly, truly agree with you. So I know you have a very long journey of entrepreneurship. Like you said, right? It's over two decades, like 20 years. So if you could remember your first aha moment, like you had with entrepreneurship and also your first aha moment with Paxcom, because that is what our next segment is going to be. So if you could share something that you might remember, that would be great for our listeners.
1: Yeah, actually there have been too many aha moments for sure.
0: Uh, (laughs) Which is your favorite one, I would say.
1: (laughs) The, 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 the favorite one, um, the, the first aha moment was, uh, you know, when, when we started working on this whole experimentation with HR policies. Uh, and then we started, uh, you know, uh, attracting talent and, and we we started, uh, uh, you know, people being so motivated uh, to go beyond uh, what is, uh, what normally a company would ask. Um, and then we, our first success came uh, in um, the first success is almost this, you know, is always you know the one you remember the most. Uh, there have been so many aha moments around the journey, but the first one right. when we created our own first product, you know, that had so many technical challenges around it, and people would work just you know we as a team, a small team over ten people, but we'll work, uh, will have the first moment was you know we, uh, we worked nonstop for uh, two or three days. Uh, it was a really technical challenging problem. Uh, you know not only we saw it we thought of much different way of doing about it um, that triggered the whole thing you know this this thing this thing is fun uh, this thing is creative and you know it, it's it's a good thing to do uh, you know the, the both in terms of building the culture and then uh, creating really good products in terms of paxcom actually the the aha moment came in 2015 um, we were very small we in fact we just had an idea about you know what we are going to do um, we 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 got into this venture and thinking that okay now we know uh, the challenges we as a company face in we Mart and what are the things you know we feel that uh, we as a company should be doing um, so we put our own website and say okay laid out the vision with which we wanted to uh, do about it uh, to our surprise we got an uh, inward call uh, one day this is 2015 we, we our product was still not even launched uh, mm-hmm. you know we had just put on a website what we are going to do and we got this. Uh, you know, inward lead uh, saying, uh, you know, Pepsi wants to, you know, meet us. Uh, Pepsi's in Gurgaon at you know, the headquarters in Gurgaon. We were in Gurgaon. Uh, we were very happy to meet them. But what really surprised was, you know, they were looking at something which we were thinking uh, as an enterprise strategy that, you know, it would be good to have a product which could bring this intelligence uh, from all uh, the different e-commerce retail uh, outlets like Amazon or uh, their own uh, marketplaces uh, and then feed into a dashboard. And that was the same idea, you know, which, which we had thought, uh, you know, we should be working on. So the big aha moment came that we realized that, you know, the big companies, uh, you know, could reach to small companies if you have a really an interesting product idea. Uh, you know, in, in, in prior journey in PaxCell, when, when we were doing Paxel, we were always reaching out. You know, we were, we were a product engineering firm, we were reaching out to firms and we would find a lot of hesitancy, a lot of inertia and in big companies approaching small companies. But in this case, you know, it was the other way around. It was, you know, a, a big company reaching out to us, uh, saying you know, they want to talk to us, and, and they became our first client. They're still our client. We have a very happy relationship. Uh, along with it, you know, uh, we acquired lot lot more brands, and uh, the journey became, uh, you know, very, which of mutual respect. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if the brand is big or small. You know, as long as you have an interesting idea, uh, you know, bigger brands are ready to reach out to you.
0: That's true. That's that's extremely, uh, I I would say, yeah, that's indeed an aha moment. So do you see there is a change in the mindset, like you said, right? Initially, when you started, it was you who was trying to reach out to customers to, you know, just uh, uh, check what your product is all about. Now with Pepsi, you saw that, you know, uh, like a big company, a big brand in the market is reaching out to uh, somebody who is just starting up. Uh, to talk about uh, certain kind of uh, services or products they want to incorporate. Do you see that change now over the period of time?
1: Oh, of course, of course. I think that's a big thing digital has enabled. Uh, so, uh, sort of it has created a level playing field uh, in, in 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 some senses. Uh, previously, I would not also blame. You know, it would be hard for, for a big company to know about small company, right? A small company wouldn't have a budget to advertise or reach out. But with this, uh, with, with, uh, you know, with Google, search engines, uh, Facebook, now uh, there is sort of a level playing field that big companies know about it. And they're all, you know, as the digital has become prominent, we have seen a big shift where the big companies are becoming a lot more agile and a lot more innovative. They are looking for the next disruptor in the market. So they are actively searching on internet and other medium on what technology or, or, or what solution uh, could disrupt them. And if they find it, they reach out. Uh, so nowadays you know what digital has done is it's truly critical level paying where a small company uh, easily becomes partner with a big company uh, you know as long as you know you're thinking about a solution or a product uh, you know that that could help uh, significantly help you know, such companies that's true
0: that's true digital indeed has become one of the uh... Uh, I think mediators where a big company meets a small one, but do you think there is a change in mindset as well? It's not just about the brand. Yes. It is more about yes. the service or the product you offer. What quality What quality comes with it? What kind of solutions come with it? What kind of gaps you're trying to close?
1: Yes, yes, most definitely. Most definitely. We have ourselves seen this change last four to five years. Uh, the big brands are a lot more agile now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, they
1: are a lot more looking into digital uh, most people understand the power of digital now and power of disruption and how a small company with the solution uh, can reach to thousands of customers uh, their solution their product uh, you know even the small startup brands uh, could suddenly become in few years time just a digital and, uh, digital native brand and still uh, you know disrupt uh, the bigger brands so bigger brands understand that uh, and then they are a lot more agile they are a lot more uh, looking for innovations and lot more reaching out to smaller companies. So definitely there is a, there's a trend shift. shift. There's a mindset shift. Uh, happy, you know, with this level playing field now that we have.
0: True, very true. So uh, let's move on to our next segment where we talk about past forms. So if you can share with our listeners a little bit more about the company, you know, the technologies that you are into uh, services. Yes, we have a fair idea, but if anything more you want to highlight about it.
1: Sure, sure sure yeah so Paxcom uh, you know like we said you know we uh, started our journey by understanding you know, what are the pain points someone needs to have or someone has you know when they are starting their e-commerce journey and how technology can make it easy so one uh, important aspect about e-commerce is uh, scale is very important right so you need a lot of automation and the big uh, second big uh, about e-commerce is that you have these several data points that you can get, uh, that allows you to make much better decisions allows you to understand um, quickly and easily you know where the opportunities might be where threats might be uh, you know as long as you know that data is presented in a form uh, to enable you to take such decisions so one of our core uh, paxcom uh, product line is data intelligence so that what data intelligence does is you know it it, it captures all the data points from all the different sources so we we collect several gb you know 20 30 gb of data every day uh, from multiple sources and then we have this uh, where um uh, i'm sorry am i audible uh,
0: uh you were breaking in the middle so you're talking about sorry yeah, no, I... no it's okay you can uh, you can start over if you want to
1: yeah, yeah no I've, actually i i pressed a button on the mobile phone and it went to driving word. Okay. sorry sorry Another yeah, so but what, what I was saying yeah, yeah, what I was saying was that uh, you know, so these data points coming in, you know, we get several GB, 20, 30 GB of data every day, all the data points. Then it fits into an analytic and machine learning engine. And then we are able to identify, you know, what may be an opportunity, what may be a threat, uh, you know, where an area of concern that a brand or a or a retailer may need to look at. Now, this this all entire information is presented in the form of a dashboard, and dashboard gives you you know, uh, really good insights. So it can easily say to a brand, look, this content of a particular product, you know, is missing some key essential elements, or is not consistent. So, you know, it's not rep- representing their brand ethos uh, across all the different marketplaces, or is in a form that's making it hard for people to search or really uh, that viability from this product content that you have. Or we we get into this. Look, you are doing a really good job, but you know, there are other product lines, you know, which have come and they started sponsoring on your uh, keywords. And there is a threat now that, you know, we may start losing some business and we need to be proactive about it with some actionable insights, uh, you know, where and how a particular promotion can have the biggest uh, impact, uh, you know, for, for them. Similarly, reviews, you know, what, what people are saying, uh, what, what important information can be used both for their sales marketing as well as product innovation in terms of what people uh, want in their product or or are happy in their about the product or unhappy about the product and how it could feed into their whole product innovation or sales and marketing cycle. So we get all this information we, we get information on the sales, we want the categories on search, on content, on reviews. Uh, we, we analyze this information, we analyze the trends. And then we see you know, where an opportunity maybe, or where the threat might be. And then that allows brands to take you know very proactive action because e-commerce is an opportunity, but it's also a threat. There's an opportunity now that the world is your marketplace. You can sell anywhere. You are no longer restricted in any form. But it's also a threat that your competition also has the same uh, you know uh, playing field. So so they could come in with their own innovative product line and quickly disrupt. Uh, you know your own uh, sales and, and your own product line. Analyzing these trends on a daily basis, understanding uh, these data points is very, very important uh, for brands. And uh, you know our core product line uh, allows brand to take advantage of you know all our data collection and our all our machine learning uh, to uh, quickly spot uh, these uh, opportunity and threats. Our second product line is on automation. You know that is pure supply chain automation. So you know how your order comes in, how efficiently you can fulfill, which warehouse is the best to fulfill, which where you can get the cheapest um, logistics and, and the best customer experience because customer gets product quickly. Uh, you know, in 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 uh, in, in but, you know, uh, not only just just quickly, but you know you're, you're, uh, by being by optimizing the whole supply chain, the user experience uh, increases greatly. So that product line allows automation, allows people to build their own brand store, uh, become a brand of their own. Uh, We have, you know, we allow them to create their own warehouses, efficient warehouse management systems, uh, efficient order management system, um, and and an integrated accounting. So, you know, their uh, entire books are reconciled. All
0: right. So, uh, like you said, right? Yours is a tech-based company where you're creating the product. So, how are you? uh... Like, you know, the, 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 how do you say the technologies keep evolving and they are evolving extremely quickly now, like in a blink of an eye, you see something new coming up. So how are you maintaining that within the team and yourself? How are you, how are you upgrading yourself within the technology?
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's where I feel truly fortunate of having started Pexel and started, you know, our experiments around culture and HR. We have a very strong team now, close to 400 people. Uh, and uh, a lot of, uh, you know, we live and breathe technology, have for the last many, many years, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, now, um, and I started our journey as a technology company, so core DNA of the company is technology. And because, you know, how we started uh, and then how the culture evolved, there's a lot of learning, a lot of experimentation within the company. Uh, so we always, you know, if, you know the, when we started in 2000, you know we wrote uh, our own manifesto like the five things uh, you know which uh, we will uh, we want us to start a journey with and always remember you know what why we are starting this company so one was that uh, you know the uh, we will always be ahead of technology curve so this was one of the uh, five manifesto lines that we we, we put out uh, so it has been part of our culture part of our dna that we are always uh, as a company uh, thinking experimenting uh, learning uh, early adopting the technologies we were early adopter of cloud we were early adopter of machine learning uh, we were early adopter of you know big data analytics uh, mobile uh, apps and we started in 2006 our first uh, two commercial app was launched in 2006 itself on iphone so we as a company uh, you know that's part of our dna um, you know, it's a technology company we love technology we love experimentation um,
0: yeah i can sense that i can definitely sense that the technology is the core of what paxcom is all about so um, with the growth and like you said right now you are over 400 people obviously uh, a company needs uh, some kind of an investment so uh, has paxcom been funded and if so like you know how were you able to get your initial funding when you started so initial funding came
1: uh, from paxel itself uh, in the sense that uh, you know, we had a good profitable uh, venture, uh, you know, where we were uh, delivering quality software products, uh, software engineering products to our clients. Uh, Then um, I put in um, money, so it was all self-funded. Also, we were very fortunate that we got our, uh, some of our big clients very early in the cycle. So we were able to uh, bootstrap it. Uh, So we we actually uh, were able to, uh, you know, Within two years you know we got more than 20 clients, 20 paid clients, and all of these were uh, you know enterprise clients so we we, we were fortunate uh, that uh, you know we started revenue generation a bit early in our uh, cycle and the rest we were able to uh, invest from Paxel uh, you know given that you know, we had a good profitable venture out there. but in 2018 uh, we became part of a company called Payment us. Uh, Payment is a public estate company uh, in New York Stock Exchange, and um, you know now with with Payment as support, uh, we have greatly accelerated our both product line and our offerings um, across the globe. So as such, right now we are a good, we are a profitable company. Um, you know, we our our profits are able to feed our R and D um, as well as our growth. Uh, and uh, any as such, we are also part of uh, you know slightly larger company now. Uh, with with payment as being a public listed company. Mm
0: -hmm. So um, I I also would like to understand, so uh, like, you know, how do you manage to uh, divide the revenue in the sense, you know, for expansion and growth within the company? So how do you maintain a fixed percentage or it depends upon situation to situation and you keep uh, shifting the revenue accordingly?
1: We don't maintain a fixed percentage. Like I said, you know, we are very much, a company which wants to experiment and wants to uh, understand technologies. So uh, right now, you know everything goes back into the company. So you know there is no formula as such. But if we see, uh, the first thing is you know everything goes back into the company. We we want to grow. Uh, we want to create uh, more innovative solutions. Mm-hmm. And uh, if 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 any of the within the team member or outside we have an idea. Uh, you know, we, we go bullish on it. So, uh, if it mm-hmm. means that we'll have to raise fund to do that, you know, we will. But we, we are not constrained by any means right now to say, okay, only this much percentage, you know, it is the allocation.
0: Okay. Okay. So, with this, let, uh, let's move on to our next segment uh, since we are talking about employees now. So, let's talk about employment. Um, I truly believe that, uh, um, like, you know, what I've understood is once you started in India, you came with an open mindset for having a work, culture, which is extremely flexible and open, where employees can also gain from it in terms of technology. And obviously, I'm pretty sure you were more, probably, that's my understanding, maybe I'm wrong, you would be more inclined towards people who want to be someone in a technical background, a strong technical background. So over the period of time that you've been in India, do you see any employment trends changing or or the way people are coming for uh, you know interviews do you see some kind of an attitude shift or mindset shift over these period of time um,
1: other than the pandemic so pandemic has changed a bit uh, you know and i understand you know the situation has changed uh, uh, you know it it has uh, caused people to maybe question other things you know where they want to work how they want to work uh, but other than that uh, you know we only had a, you know whatever limited experience we had uh, you know we are 300 400 people company so uh, i i have not found a uh, you know i, I would not see that you know i found something that has greatly changed i always we always found great people you know people always you know uh, in all my experience you know people who want to work hard uh, you know are driven uh, by by a team or by a, uh, company which wants to create new things so, i mean I'll, I'll, as, as you asked me this question i been thinking about and i started thinking <laughs> about it but nothing comes to mind honestly you know where we uh-huh. that you know, truly that that has changed uh, you know from where we started versus you know where we are um, we, we still find great people you know still we have a great team uh, we haven't had any uh, any pressure to change any of our policies or structure around it
0: so you never had any challenges when it came to filling up a position or something like that
1: no we of course we have challenges mm-hmm. that, that is different you know? so uh-huh. you know we are not not of that big a brand uh, and you one of the challenge in india which oh, now that no, now you ask me question that way you know, i can see something so previously it was really hard for us to convince people to join a small company right,
0: right? for right. most
1: technology people you know infosys tcs and then the job security that comes to mind uh, and and also uh, significantly families were involved in the decision process you know that right. uh, which which companies should go for that trend definitely has changed so last few years you know people are a lot more looking to join startups early stage companies a lot more ready to take risks. a lot more exposed to uh, you know how small companies can both give you growth there are risks, but can also give you growth and an opportunity so that trend has definitely changed
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah because I've, I've when I like I, I come from I am also passed out from Mumbai University so I come from a batch of 2004 and I remember like you, even the professors and like you said the family used to be a big part in uh, you know uh, in decision making when it came to getting hired they were always it, it was basically inculcated uh, in our head that you know if you get into something like TCI TCS or you know Infosys then you are set for life, you know, brand. Your first job has to be brand. But now I see a trend that's been shifted because now I think the youngsters and now even experienced people, they're looking for more of a job which is fulfilling to them based on what they want to do.
1: Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. And I think that's, again, uh, you know, with with all um, social media and and digital uh, knowledge, you know, uh, spreading across people sharing people understanding how their friends have done um, and understanding that you know uh, the more than job security you know it is mm-hmm. the happiness and uh, happiness at the job that matters and, right. and what you're able to create out of it definitely that trend has uh, you know we're very happy with that trend uh, you know that that shift.
0: True, true, very true. So now what happens is, is is there like, you know, many people uh, like, you know, they might join uh, startups or uh, small companies thinking that, you know, maybe four years, five years down the line, we are going to do something similar of our own. So does that hinder or hurt your business when you hire such people with the entrepreneurial mindset?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, quite a few, I -hmm. think maybe more than 10 maybe more than 10 people have started their own companies you know who started their journey with us and we are very happy in fact that gets that builds a great uh, you know ecosystem um, you know i would any day pick a person you know who is ambitious and honest um, mm-hmm. versus you know person uh, who wants to achieve less in their life so uh, i think that builds a good ecosystem you know uh, i don't think it it ever hinders you know of course mm-hmm. you know more, quite a few times companies themselves are able to give uh, you know people such opportunities right
0: other times
1: you know uh, other times you know uh, uh, people uh, are ambitious to do something of their own they want to take something some of a risk which company might not be able to do for for whatever reason uh, i think that should be appreciated that should be encouraged you know we are very happy you know, very proud you know when we see we see you know people who are very successful uh, with their own company started journey with us
0: Mm-hmm. so it is something like you become like a mentor to them like in one way or the other right
1: you know it, it is it, it, it flows both ways you right. know, someone who is starting his journey is, is obviously you know thinking of doing something new you learn from them uh, as well you know you don't so it, it's a good two way journey uh, you know that uh, that happens you know very happy with the friends uh, we made who are running their own companies also within um, paxcom or paxel uh, people are running their own uh, uh, profit centers uh, mm-hmm. so, um, um, hello yeah so so no, we we are very happy you know like the, the mentorship flows both ways you you True. obviously you know oh, they they'll ask us you know they'll pick up a phone and uh, ask uh, or or uh, about an experience or or uh, if we have any word advice and similarly uh, you know, we, uh, I would, you know, informally or formally uh, get their opinion on uh, their viewpoints since mm-hmm. they are exposed mm-hmm. to a, a mm-hmm. different uh, set of circumstances. It's a very, very healthy thing. I, I think it should be uh, definitely be encouraged.
0: Definitely. So what I've understood is Pascom has a very transparent uh, way of working. Like you can be extremely open about your ambitions and absolutely there'll be no Uh, you know, judgment call made over there. So um, if any aspiring professional wants to join PAXCOM, so what is the kind of advice you would want to give them before they join PAXCOM?
1: I think the the, the big thing is that, uh, you know, like you're saying, nowadays, you know, job is not about job security or job safety. It it is about uh, enjoying the work. It is about, uh, you know, building relationships. And it's also... A way of life. You know, you're spending your most of the day in a work environment with your colleagues, more than your family, right? So the uh, aspect of a job, you know, should be taken seriously, uh, not uh, you know just that it has to be done, but you know, it's an opportunity uh, to change your way of thinking, way of, of working. But uh, we encourage is you know, people who a uh, really like technology, b want to work in an honest and transparent uh, system you know, uh, NC want to challenge themselves, you know, want, want to challenge and, and work hard uh, to achieve their goals. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to define the life You know, job is probably one of the biggest means uh, to achieve happiness um, and, and a way of life. So it should be taken very seriously, you know, uh, make sure that there's a right fit uh, with the company, with the culture uh, and with other aspects also, you know, what they want to do in terms of the purpose and the area and domain, etc.
0: True. True. So on this note, let's move to our last segment, which is a little bit lighter. Nothing. Yeah. Heavy. So um, over these 20 years of entrepreneurship, what do you think is the favorite aspect that you, you cherish of being an entrepreneur? I
1: think you, 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 uh, Two, two, three things, you know, uh, are, are very important. Uh, for example, you know, whenever you do, whenever you can take experiment and start to create something new, uh, it is, uh, you know, very much that that lives with you forever your life. So, entrepreneurship allows you to do, to create something new, right? Whether it is a culture, whether it is uh, a product, whether it is, uh, you know, your, your way of uh, uh, how you work with the customers, but anything that you can create new, is very very fulfilling, very very rewarding. Uh, so that that allows you to do that. The second thing is, you know, it allows you to build relationship with the people who think and work like you, because naturally you start attracting and start repelling, you know, based on um, your vision uh, uh, or um, you know purpose of what you are doing. So what 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 ends up happening is. You 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 know you end up creating this wonderful relationships throughout this journey. Um, so you know it, it's it's fun to create something new and it's fun to build relationship. It's very very fulfilling. You know this it, the the whole, the whole idea of uh, uh, you know experimentations, uh, venturing into unknown. Uh, you know when you venture into unknown, you know you build very strong bonds. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you
1: know so so the relationships become. Uh, quite strong, so I you know most of the people that worked with last twenty years. You know, we're very, very close to each other. Um, right. And I think that that happens because you know you you share the risk, you you understand. Uh, you know, each day could be a different day, and that right. has built this you know strong uh, relationships and bonds.
0: True, true. So uh, like you, like you said, right over uh, like, you know, you work every day, sometimes you might be feeling a little stressed out or burnt out or, you know, when things don't go your way, you feel like taking a break. So what are the things that you do that basically relaxes your mind or calms you down? And then you start, you know, with a fresh mind to resolve the challenges that you're facing.
1: So I think, uh, you know, remember, I, I asked that, you know, we started our journey with four or five things. So the, the, One was that we will always be ahead of the technology and uh, uh, one was that fun, you know, fun is going to be an integral part of our uh, way of working or what we're going to do about it. So over the years, uh, you know, I think that's something most companies can do uh, as, uh, you know, people own up the company and as uh, the culture is of fun, uh, you may be stressed, you know but you'll find that other person is able to, you know, bring um, a smile or, or or create an environment which takes the stress away so um, there would be days of stress but uh, i i' am not saying that you know we've been too stressful maybe we're also a bit fortunate in that in that we found our customers a bit early in our uh, journey but also having that that team helps a lot you know so and and you know have we had like fun is part of our core values so we always had a very very fun environment to have always have jokes and you know, some practical uh, jokes also going around and we'll always hang together. So even if part of the business stresses, uh, the team is able to de-stress you a lot. So uh, I think investing in the team and, and building probably helps to de-stress rather than uh, taking all the load on yourself. True. Uh, and maybe, that, that, maybe that's why you know, we haven't had really felt uh, too stressful in, in all these years.
0: So uh, so like you said, right, the team support is extremely important because it, it, it helps you to rejuvenate. So now in this pandemic, how have you made sure? Because now everybody is basically isolated in their own rooms or respective houses. So how are you able to manage that now? I
1: think, I think the part of it is, you know, once something is part of your core, like fun has always been part of our core value system. And and if people are empowered, people will find ways, uh, you know, So to to make sure that you know there are uh, activities that they stress. So uh, part of our uh, company culture is you know people experiment and they experiment in this cycle, this area also. So we would have uh, people forming different clubs, uh, different online uh, sessions, different contests, uh, different aspects where they could you know participate remotely uh, and be actively involved. Again, people themselves will find means as long as they are empowered. And and there is uh, uh, a core value system you know that it uh, aligns with. So while it is it has been stressful, and uh, you know I also feel that uh, you know we as a company uh, you know because people have this uh, they know that you know this is something we uh, we are about. Uh, We find means to do all these online contests and on 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 these online sessions, uh, sometimes the team will form and uh, create a yoga club and they start you know, doing yoga together. Another team has formed a book club and they start you know, uh, meeting regularly online to share then uh, uh, their, their uh, experience with, with some of the books they uh, might be reading. Um, so these things you know, naturally evolve as long as it is part of our core value system. And as long as people are empowered to do those things. So I think some of this, that helps to de-stress. Mm-hmm. Obviously, nothing comes, you know, even close to having a work environment where we're working together, uh, meeting each other uh, and de-stressing each other. Uh, because, you know, when you're meeting, you can actually sense if other person is de-stressed. Right, uh, right. That, that, that you know, you you miss in, in, in uh, you know, on-demand video calling uh, kind of a work environment.
0: Correct correct that is true that is true so uh, i know that technology is something drives you this is this is the sense i have understood from from what we have spoken so far is there anything other than technology that gives you any kind of an interest or any hobby that you pursue
1: yeah uh, so two things that uh, clearly uh, i can look back and listen. one is technology and one is uh, this whole organization behavior you know how do we create a culture where Uh, people uh, are motivated and enjoy and and are able to create new things. So, um, you know, having a culture where we can have honesty and transparency and the challenges that, uh, you know, that we come as we grow and as we hire and how do we keep uh, Mm -hmm. that, uh, that that excites me, you know, uh, that intrigues me. I like to read about it uh, and understand about it. uh, Mm -hmm. So... Eventually if you're able to have a culture have a company you know, which believes and breathe technology, but also has an open and transparent environment where uh, you know people feel coming to the work. You know, people like you know, to be with their colleagues uh, and like to work hard on their own. Uh, you know, those are the two areas you know, which uh, excites me, intrigues me.
0: So that is one thing I can I can completely say, uh, Puneet. One thing is there that you live, breathe, and eat technology and your organization. I think.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I do, and but that's you know, all this you know journey. The most satisfaction part has been uh, you know the people coming along who think uh-huh. and send something. and that's why you know if you look at uh, our company, you know we have people you know who have been with us for a long, long time. I uh, enjoy their company, they enjoy our company because they also live, you know, breathe technology. They also live and breathe this, right. this uh, you know, our ability to create such an environment. You know, it's a small, it's a short life. You know, we, how do we oh. maximize the, about it? So, uh, very fortunate that, you know, we uh, form such relationships uh, and, you know, it, it, uh, it gives a purpose and, and, uh, a mission. Uh,
0: true, generally. true, definitely, definitely. So, uh, Puneet, on the last note, any three advices that you would like to give uh, to our listeners who would who are basically uh, aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: Yeah. So, one is of course, uh, you know, the entrepreneurship comes with a risk. It's very easy to uh, get stressed about it, especially for the first time entrepreneurs. Um, it's it's important to have um, trust in the team and the team will help you de-stress it. So the more you share with the team, the more you make the team as a partner, the easier the entrepreneur journey uh, becomes. The second is that, uh, you know, it's easy um, to get lured, uh, you know, into uh, doing something for quick, uh, revenue uh, but in the long term you know it hurts uh, it it hurts in many levels and it also but the the, the most hurting part is that uh, you know the team that you're working with you don't get to build that kind of a trust you know if you're not hundred percent honest uh, in your dealings whether it's your customers or uh, with the people so building an honest uh, uh, culture would help a lot in the entrepreneur journey because it will come with its own peaks and also uh, you know having that, would help enjoy the journey a lot more. And third, of course, is, uh, you know, it's more about uh, your passion versus opportunity. Opportunity exists everywhere. Opportunity exists in technology. Opportunity exists in retail. Opportunity exists in hotel industry, hospitality, everywhere. So journalism, so it's not that only one area has an opportunity. Whatever the area of interest is, uh, you know, will have an opportunity in that area.
0: That's lovely. So, on that note, Mr. Pune, thank you so much for coming on Insider's Talk and sharing your insights and your story about your journey and taxcom.
1: Thank you, Ranika. Pleasure uh, to be. Uh, and thank you, you know, for uh, enticing questions. You know, some of those, you know, uh, will now give me a moment to think more about it. So, thank you so much. <laughs>
0: So that's all from me today. I hope you enjoyed the interview and had some valuable lessons to take in with you and the stories inspired you and you found it interesting. I would be coming with more new stories in the coming week. Every week, every Monday, you will get to hear from me from a new entrepreneur, their stories about their brands, about their insights on employment, and few tips and tricks to get into entrepreneurship. Stay tuned, stay safe and enjoy your life.